Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 89, and I'm drinking Mount Gay Rum XO. With each episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose Mount Gay XO for this episode because it's from the oldest rum distillery in the world, and therefore it could be argued to be the oldest rum brand in the world. That gets a bit cloudy, we'll get into that in history. I also chose this because I bought the bottle at the end of last year. It's one of my boxed bottles that I picked up. And I'm also still on a rum kick, so more rum, here we go. The bottle I have for this tasting is the Mount Gay XO. It is Barbados rum, 750 milliliters. It is 43% alcohol by volume, making it 86 proof. And this bottle retails at $65. As I mentioned, this bottle comes in a box. It is a nice box, says Mount Gay XO on the front, very large, over the outline of the island of Barbados. The box also has a diamond emboss pattern on it. It's mostly brown with uh, like a copper color on it as well. It contains tidbits of brand history throughout. The bottle inside is clear glass, has a heavy base, and embossed at the bottom is established 1703 Mount Gay Distillery. The overall shape is rather flat or a rounded rectangle shape has a nice long neck, which I like, so you can carry the whole bottle in one fist. has a um, reconstituted cork stopper on the top of it. The front label mirrors what's on the box. It's actually two small labels on the front. The top is just the logo label of Mount Gay Barbados Rum, established 1703. And then the main label is the XO Triple Cask Blend. This is overlaid of a map of Barbados. And then there's a smaller portion of the bottom of this label that is designed kind of with a perforated detail to it that makes it look like it's, you know, stuck on stamp. And this smaller dark brown part includes all the details of volume proof, tells you about the casks it's aged in as well, and it's also signed by the master blender. The back label is the same size as the front label, but one piece. And it does read... For over 300 years, Mount Gay has been crafting deeply aromatic and rich rums on the northern tip of Barbados. To create Mount Gay XO, Master Blender, Trudian Branker, carefully selects and blends extra-old rums, distilled in traditional copper pot and column stills, and matured in American whiskey, bourbon, and cognac casks. Mount Gay XO is a round and complex small-batch blend. It can be enjoyed neat or on ice. And then below this is legal and barcode information. Okay, I'm excited to taste this, so let's see if we can get into the bottle. It has a plastic shrink wrap, and then there's appears to be a paper strap on it. Nicely perforated plastic. There we go. Now, let's see if we get a pop. Ah, nice. And now let's go for a pour. Nice little glug glug sound there. 
As with all spirits on Liquor in the Core Connoisseur, I am using a clean Glencairn glass for the tasting. It's a whiskey nosing glass. It's tulip shaped. You can see the spirit, smell the spirit, and taste the spirit. So in the glass, the rum is clear, yet a dark orange, red, amber color. Color doesn't necessarily have anything to do with aging, but this does get a lot of its color, I would assume, from the aging. Let's try it on the nose. It smells like rum, and it smells like potent rum. The brand's nosing or tasting notes for the spirit say that it has notes of vanilla, oaky, and dry spices. I pick up a hint of nail polish in it as well. And now let's go for a taste. Okay, I'm going to reserve comment until I have another another swig of it. I'm just waking up my palate. So after a few more tastes, after I pause the recording, I do pick up a, a nice caramel flavor right at the tip of my tongue, right on the beginning of the taste. Then it's got a heavy molasses, somewhat ethanol flavor to it. I can, it tastes alcoholic and that is to be expected. It is 43% ABV or 86 proof. It's not overly hot or sharp. It doesn't really have sharpness. It's got a nice roundness to the spirit on the mouthfeel. And then at the finish, I get chocolate, like dark chocolate, little bitter, kind of that lack of sugarness that you get from dark chocolate comes through. The brand says that it also would have flavors of baked fig and clove on the palate, but I'm not really picking those up. So now let's talk history. Mount Gay Rum comes from the birthplace of rum, the island of Barbados. While the origin of rum is a bit cloudy, few other places have really disputed Barbados's claim as the birthplace of rum. Also, Mount Gay is the oldest rum distillery in the world. While not the oldest alcohol distillery of any type in operation, it is the oldest making rum. And the date on the bottle, 1703, that's what the brand goes with. What I like about Mount Gay is this isn't what I've called in other episodes an inspiration date. This is a real date that the brand makes mention of repeatedly. There is a deed of title for the distillery that they have in the records dated to 1703, providing historical evidence for the commercial production of rum on the same site for more than three centuries. Yet, there is strong suspicion that rum was being distilled at what would become Mount Gay as early as 1654. But first, a short history of rum. While I've featured many rums on this podcast already, I've not covered the origin of the spirit itself much, if at all. The thing about rum is that it was conjured up from what was the first industrial waste product in the world, molasses. And molasses comes from sugar. Sugarcane was introduced to Barbados in 1637 and quickly supplanted tobacco and cotton to become the dominant industry on the island. 
starting out as hundreds of English small landholders growing sugarcane, rather quickly through consolidation, large plantations emerged, owned mostly by absentee landlords who employed paid managers to run the estates. In about 1680, there were around 175 such plantations that covered nearly all of the arable land, resulting in food often being imported. Sugar was tremendously profitable, but to produce it, especially in the quantities that made it ubiquitous, slave labor was used. Initially, though, mostly indentured servants from England and Ireland worked the fields. These were poor people who often signed up for 10 years of labor in exchange for a small plot of land of their own, but indentured servants only made up a fraction of the workforce. African slaves were imported by the hundreds of thousands to Barbados and other Caribbean islands for sugar. Life expectancy for a slave was very short. If a slave survived the voyage across the Atlantic, the brutal heat, working conditions, poor diet, and general mistreatment meant that many slaves died each year. Plantation owners were forced to buy more slaves every year, but there was so much profit in sugar, it still made it worth it. By the 1750s, there were approximately 65,000 African slaves in Barbados, compared to the approximately 18,000 white settlers. Colonialism, decimation of indigenous peoples, and the exploitation of Africans for the slave trade are all intertwined with rum. I don't make light of it, but this fact is not the focus of this podcast. It does bear remembrance and informs the rest of the story of Mount Gay rum. So, molasses was literally the waste product of sugar production. Today, in general, using modern techniques, 100 tons of sugar cane will yield 10 to 11 tons of sugar and 3 to 4 tons of molasses. For much of sugar cane's production history, molasses was simply thrown away. But so much was produced, planters ran out of places to put it. Some was used as livestock feed, some was given to slaves, a lot was dumped in the ocean, and more was left to rot on land. Eventually, a lot of molasses was exported off of the islands up into New England, where pre-revolution, the English colonies that became the United States, had a real affinity for rum, and a lot was produced with imported molasses from the Caribbean. Because molasses has a relatively high residual sugar content, it would ferment, and rum was rather easy to make. And so, sometime in the 1600s, rum was born in Barbados from the abundant molasses. So now that that absurdly brief history of rum is behind us, let's get to Mount Gay, shall we? The plantation we know as Mount Gay today was originally known as Mount Gilboa, and in 1747, an Englishman named John Sober, yes, indeed, his surname was Sober, as in to not be drunk, but John Sober purchased Mount Gilboa from William Standiford. As I mentioned in the absurdly brief history of rum, John Sober was an absentee owner, and he hired a manager to run the plantation. This was Sir John Gay Allain, who was a baronet, which is the lowest hereditary titled British order, as well as a politician and Speaker of the House of Assembly of Barbados. 
Sir Alain was, by all accounts, very good at his job. The Sober family was so impressed with his running of the plantation that when he died in 1801, they renamed Mount Gilboa to Mount Gay. This, of course, begs the question, why did they not name it Mount Elaine? The short answer is there was already a Mount Elaine on Barbados, so they went with his middle name of Gay. And ta-da, Mount Gay was christened almost a hundred years after the brand's claimed inception date. But of course, names and ownership can be tricky, especially over the course of 300 plus years. For the first 150 years or so, Mount Gay rum was much like other Barbados rums produced in a small distillery adjacent to the sugar mill on the plantation. However, by 1897, Mount Gay had been singled out as a superior rum on the island, producing about half of all rum distilled in Barbados. The quality was attributed to their use of double retort pot stills. In the early 1900s, Mount Gay was consolidated along with other plantations under the control of a company named Fairfield and Mount Gay Limited, owned by a Mr. Aubrey Ward. In the mid-1920s, a separate company was spun out of this named Mount Gay Distilleries Limited that handled blending and bottling. The separate company was created for legal reasons to skirt laws prohibiting distillers from selling rum directly to consumers. And around this time, a full copper coffee or column still was introduced to production alongside the double retort pot stills. When Aubrey Ward died in 1948, his ownership in the two companies went to his children, diluting ownership substantially, with the exception of Mount Gay Distilleries Limited, which was inherited by just two siblings, Lyle and Darnley Ward. They continued on until 1980 when they sold a 60% stake to their American distributor. This 60% was eventually acquired in 1989 by Remy Martin. And listen to episode 38 for Remy Martin, VSOP, Cognac. That same year, Remy Martin merged with Cointreau to form Remy Cointreau. And go back to episode 65 for Cointreau's story. So, in 1989, the French spirits conglomerate owned controlling interest in the Mount Gay rum brand, but none of the production, as that was owned by two companies that had been created from Fairfield and Mount Gay Limited, and owned by members of the Ward family. These companies were Fairfield Investments Limited, that owned the plantations, the land, and Rum Refinery of Mount Gay, which owned the St. Lucie Distillery. Fast forward to 2005 and Rum Refinery of Mount Gay, the distillery, was in financial trouble. Shareholders couldn't come to an agreement as to what to do and by the time they did in 2010, it was pretty much too late. Production stopped in 2013 and in 2014, Remy Cointreau purchased a majority stake in that company for just $9.5 million. Remy Cointreau then had ownership of the brand and production. But to their credit, they wanted more, and in 2014, also purchased the Oxford plantation that adjoins the distillery. Then the last piece was secured in 2015 when Remy Cointreau purchased the original Mount Gay plantation land for just $4.9 million. To me, that feels like a bit of a bargain. Remy Cointreau has then set about investing in upgrading the distillery and creating a visitor's center. 
They've also invested in the liquid product and more recently entrusted the stewardship of Mount Gay to the first female master blender, Trudianne Branker. A native of Barbados, Ms. Branker has a degree in brewing and distilling and has worked at Mount Gay since 2014 when she started as a quality assurance manager. Having learned from the previous master blender, she personally tastes each barrel of rum for blending. A huge task considering the brand holds about 46,000 barrels of aging rum in their stores. Mrs. Branker is interested in the premiumization of rum, and Remy Cointreau seems to support this. Within the last few years, starting in about 2019, the Mount Gay Silver Rum has been removed from the U.S. market and may have been removed from production altogether. The main expressions of Mount Gay are referred to as a family, and they are the entry-level eclipse at about $22, named for a solar eclipse viewable from Barbados in 1910. Next up in the range is the Black Barrel at about $45, and then this XO, the top of the line that I've been enjoying. This rum is made from rums aged 5 to 17 years. The Mount Gay XO was the first XO created in the rum category and was introduced in 1991. Remy Cointreau requested that the XO be created, and maybe this came from their cognac experience. I couldn't locate specific sales figures, but Mount Gay rum is available in about 110 countries worldwide. So now let's talk about how it's made. Of course, this rum all starts with molasses, and while some sugarcane is grown on the plantation, it contributes only a fraction of the molasses required for Mount Gay's production. Therefore, most of the molasses used is purchased. Fermentation is done in open-air oak fermentation vats using a proprietary heirloom yeast strain. It takes between 36 and 48 hours for fermentation to complete. After fermentation, Mount Gay rum is distilled in either traditional column stills or their double retort pot stills. Next is aging. For the XO expression, the distillates are aged in three different barrel types. Most goes into X bourbon barrels, mostly because they're plentiful. Then some goes into used American whiskey barrels that are not specifically bourbon barrels. And then some goes into used cognac casks. Ah, the benefits of being part of a global spirits conglomerate. I'd wager that most, if not all, of the cognac casks once held Remy Martin cognac. Water is also used in production, and the water in Mount Gay Rum is important. It starts in a well source at St. Lucie, where they've been drawing water since 1703. The water is naturally filtered through coral limestone, and Barbados stands apart in the Caribbean as the island was formed from coral reefs over millennia, whereas most other islands were formed from volcanic activity. So this coral limestone filtered water is subsequently filtered three more times, resulting in some of the purest water available with the necessary minerality that comes through. At the point of blending, the master blender samples every barrel and cask used. It's notable that in the tropical heat, aging is accelerated, creating more interaction with the wood than you get in colder climates. 
They're said to not really be a recipe per se for Mount Gay XO, just that they're honoring the heritage of the brand and striving for a product worthy of the price. So that's it. Uh, the Mount Gay XO is a small batch blend. It's bottled up and shipped around the world. Now on to cocktails and consumption. For an aged rum like this at this price, drink it neat. However, the master blender Trudiam Branker recommends drinking it over a large coconut water ice cube, allowing the cube to slowly melt and blend with the complex notes of XO. I will have to get myself some coconut water and freeze a large cube and give it a go. So in summary, what do I think of Mountain Gay Barbados Rum XO? I'll say it's pretty good. However, it's not knock my socks off, to be quite honest. It's good, but that fingernail polish note I get on the nose and the flavor on the palate comes through. I'm going to give it one more taste. I've been drinking as I record, as I do, but uh, we'll give it another go right now. Yeah, it's, it's not as soft and as smooth as some other rums like the Zacapa I tried. The thing about Zacapa is it does have some sugar added that's allowable in Guatemala. I heard Zacapa's got up to 41 grams per liter. Mount Gay from Barbados, they don't allow any added sugar and maybe just a touch could benefit it. I mean, in general, it's not bad, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's not great. And I'll just be honest with that. I like all spirits, except maybe Uzo. That Uzo 12 was rather rough if you go back and listen to that episode. But rum, rum's pretty much my jam. I've been going through a lot of it lately, reading on it a lot. This is, I don't know, the fourth episode almost in a row. Took a little break for putching, but um, yeah. Mount Gay XO, it's the oldest rum brand from the oldest rum distillery. So maybe start with the Eclipse, work your way up. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandliqueurconnoisseur.com. You can, of course, find the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. The show is also on social media. Make sure you're following me on Instagram. I do love hearing from my listeners, so if you have comments or disagree with my take on Mount Gay XO, please do let me know. And if you have a spirit you'd like me to feature in an upcoming episode, let me know about that too. And as always, thank you for listening. <laughs>